Welcome back to part two of this five-part series on reclaiming your authentic self. And today I'm going to share with you the seven things we need to know about trauma. Now this is critical so that we can gain emotional mastery, learn to love and accept our perfect imperfections, heal the pain from our past, and that's critical so that we can conquer something I call the worst day cycle, which will deal with the end of this. But Real quickly, let's go through the seven things we're going to cover about trauma. The first is knowing what trauma is. Number two, what happens to us when we experience trauma? The third is what creates trauma, what trauma leads to, knowing if we've ever experienced Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey... Well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. ...in our life, knowing why we have to heal it, and finally, how it leads to what I call the worst day cycle. So let's start with the definition. Now, my definition is a little different than most. Most people would consider trauma you know, like a car accident or an earthquake or, a, you know, a, a abusive situation, something very severe. Well, after all the years of research and study I've done, I have a completely definition, a completely different definition now. And I define trauma as any life experience that emotionally damages a person, regardless of whether there was a conscious intent to do that, meaning, you know, somebody else did something and there may have been no conscious intent to hurt us. But if we have a negative emotional experience, that's trauma. And the reason I say that is because of number two, what happens to us when we experience trauma. Now, as I go through this, because I'm going to be pushing against longstanding beliefs you've had about how you define trauma. So I'm going to use a lot of quotes and a lot of information from the leading trauma experts and basically scientists in the field, you know, um, doctors in the field on this research. Because, you know, while you may trust me, most people are like, well, I want to know what the experts say. Well, I've pulled from Peter Levine, Bessel van der Kolk, and Pete Walker, who are basically the three leading experts on trauma what happens to the brain and body and in in these areas. So, I mean, there are plenty of experts, but these are, you know, especially Bessel and Peter Levine are basically known as, you know, the, the two of the major trauma experts and how to heal from trauma. And as Bessel van der Kolk, this is his quote about what happens to us with trauma. Trauma produces a recalibration of the brain's alarm system, an increase in stress hormone activity, and alterations in the system that filters relevant information from irrelevant. What he's describing is the fight or flight system. Because just getting yelled at, like you, even just hearing me talk, redefining the definition of trauma triggers your fight or flight system. Well, did you hear what happens when our fight or flight system gets triggered, it completely recalibrates the brain's alarm system, even that little bit, all right? It also changes hormonal activity and alters the complete body, our whole system. 
whenever we are experience stress, what they call stress, the clinical definition is really fear. Whenever we have a stressful, fearful event of any kind, we are altering the whole makeup of who we are. That's how devastating and impactful any type of so-called negative emotional experience is. That's why I call it traumatic because it alters us. We are no longer the same. And the more we experience this, the more the body, you know, what we inhabit deteriorates. The system degrades more and more and more with the, with each additional negative emotional event. And so that's why I call it. Now, Peter Levine, he adds this to it. He says, trauma becomes inscribed as deep impressions carved into the body, brain, and mind, as well as the psyche and the soul. It is critical to appreciate just how trauma becomes riveted in the body's instinctive reactions to perceived threat, how it becomes fixated in certain emotions, particularly those of fear, terror, and rage, as well as in habitual, effective mood states such as depression, loss of vital energy, and finally, how it plays out in various self-destructive and repeated behaviors. Now, the destructive and repeated behaviors, that's key. This is part of what led me to the worst day cycle, which I'm going to talk about at the end. You're going to want to stay tuned for that. But do you see, when we experience negative emotional events, it leaves, it carves a deep imprint in all of us. And we can't leave that. Now, again, you can't grade trauma. That's one of the things people try and do. Go, well, Kenny, but it wasn't that big deal. It's not affecting me. Well, that's why I'm doing this. Oh, yes, it is. The experts in this field, the science shows it. And I'm going to give you even more of it. We're going to move to number three. What creates trauma? Well, virtually anything and everything. The Adverse Childhood Experience Study, the biggest study of its kind, which shows that two-thirds of us have all been through basically severe childhood trauma, okay? And what they call, they, they don't, they don't, they call it an adverse childhood. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Childhood experience, but if you look at the 10 questions and, you know, well, it was just more than that, but 10 basic areas that you're talking about very severe things. Was there physical abuse in the home? Things like that. Well, we would all agree those are traumatic, but we just, we just have a real affinity from using concrete words because in, in our lexicon, but anyway, that's fear. Like that's trauma. Oh my God. I don't want to identify with something like that. That makes me bad. Do you see like even in our medical descriptions, we hide from the truth because it induces trauma to admit these truths. Like that's how devastating trauma is. We don't even want to admit we've experienced trauma because like, Think of yourself right now. You're probably going, oh, I don't want to admit that I've been through trauma. Well, do you see my point? We are so 
underdeveloped emotionally. We lack emotional mastery that any type of a so-called negative uh, word, even a negative word, and we all experience trauma over it because of the lack of emotional mastery. And that's why I'm doing this and calling things what they are because I'm elevating our skill set at being able to navigate emotions so we're not so impacted by trauma. So what creates it? Well, in the adverse childhood experience study, they even said stress during pregnancy. So moms, if you had any type of stress during pregnancy, well, of course you did. Morning sickness, trying to walk around with an alien crawling out of your stomach, just the experience of an alien in your stomach. I, I shouldn't call a baby an alien, but I would think, I never had a child, but I would think it'd be overwhelming. Like just overwhelming to go, oh my gosh, I'm responsible. Every thought, feeling, action I take will affect this child. How scary. Oh my gosh. Well, that's stress during pregnancy or during interactions between mother and newborns. Maternal stress, depression. Every mother was depressed during pregnancy. Or exposure to partner violence, your partner being angry, distant, not showing up, or you know, true violence. They've all been shown to have effects on children. Before they show literally children in the womb. The mother experiences a, any spike in fear, in stress, completely alters the DNA and genetic makeup of the child. Right there, our child hasn't even been born and it's already a trauma being. The act of being birthed is a traumatic experience, you know, to go from this warm, safe environment out to something completely different. We have no emotional capabilities and all this new stuff. That's trauma. So all of us have been through Tremendous trauma. Now, this is the one where people, I don't know if they get upset with me, but trauma comes up when I say this. The, the primary way we experience trauma is through parenting, and this isn't to blame parents. And so, again, I've done this many times, but it's important because people get so defensive about bringing up anything about parenting. I want to um, share my definition, you know, the distinction. I'm not blaming parents, but I'm holding parents responsible. And here's the difference. Blame says our parents did something wrong that they could have done differently and therefore they're at fault. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is, yes, our parents played a part in the, the traumatic experiences we, experience, we um, went through, but not deliberately. Their intent was pure. But we do recognize that because of the lack of information and teaching on how to be a parent, all of us are perfectly imperfect. And those perfect imperfections created consequences. And because we love our children, we are accepting of those consequences and that we left wounds in our child. That's just kind and loving. That's being responsible of, hey, even if I was taught, I would have made mistakes and I'm going to you know, hold myself responsible. That's, that's all I'm drawing attention to is each parent, if you love your child, will take responsibility that, yes, I made mistakes. To me, the most evil parent is the one who won't even admit that anything in their childhood or anything as a parent affected their child and that anything going on in their child's life that they had nothing to do with. 
that is pure detachment and evil and a lack of responsibility. Like that's a parent who doesn't even want to be a parent because they're like, no, I'm not responsible. I was perfect. I was a God. My child's the problem. Like they're placing all the burden on their child. And that to me, that's destructive parenting. But even the parents that do that are doing it almost always because of this dynamic. Because we haven't been taught about the worst day cycle. We don't have emotional mastery. We don't know how to love and accept our perfect imperfections. And that's why I do all of this. I'm trying to change that so that we can navigate this and we can be present in our perfect imperfections for our children. Take responsibility and heal all of this. All right. So is Gabor Mate, another expert in parenting dynamics, addiction dynamics, authentic self dynamics, emotional mastery dynamics, how we become what we become. As he says, of all environments, the one that most profoundly shapes the human personality is the invisible one, the emotional atmosphere in which the child lives during the critical years of brain development. This is pre-birth to seven years old. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Our children become the emotional environment we provide them. That means our emotional environment inside of us as parents is critical to the outcome of our child, our children. That's why we are responsible, but not to blame. Bruce Lipton, famous cell biologist, um, another expert in all of this, says, Young children carefully observe their environment and download the fundamental behaviors and feelings of their parents directly into their subconscious memory. As a result, their parents' behavior and feelings become hardwired into the subconscious mind. Those behaviors and feelings control our biology, genes and everything, for the rest of our lives, or at least until we make the effort to reprogram. This is profound. This is the worst day cycle. See, we become our parents. You know how I say that all the time? That's because the science shows that. Our emotional condition, as a result, the parents' behaviors, feelings become hardwired into the subconscious of the child. That's why a parent who reaches out to me and says, my child, you know, struggling, what do I do? I'm like, well, what's your recovery process? Because if you're not healing, your child can't heal because they're just you. They've become hardwired from your emotional condition. So the best way to help your child is to heal you, regardless of their age, even if they're out of the house. Remember, as he says, or at least until we make an effort to reprogram them. That's why all of us are living our life 95% of the time in our subconscious. We're just replaying what we learned in childhood from our parents. He's the one who, you know, showed all that. Well, I don't want to say that he's the one, but... This is why all of the things I've said in all my other videos, they all tie together. They all go, you know, with these people, behavioral scientists and everybody that's shown how all of this stuff works. He goes on to say, whenever, or, or actually this goes from um, uh, Foster Klein 
and Jim Fay uh, parenting with love and logic. And this is why when you're taught a different style of parenting, what we don't realize is, as he points out, whenever we order our children to shut up or stop arguing or scream at them, turn off the television, we're sending a message that slashes into the child self-concept. When we give our children orders, which is how almost all of us have parented, we're saying, you don't take suggestions. You can't figure the answer out for yourself. You have to be told what to do by a voice outside of your head. Now look at your life. The people pleasers who can't say no, right? The people who don't know their needs and wants. The people who you ask them, what do you like? What do you want to do? I don't know. I don't know. That's, that's all trauma. That's a child who was stripped of the ability, who was ordered and told what to do. And these are the parenting dynamics. Like no one would consider that trauma. That's my point. That's traumatic. The parenting style we've taught, which is authoritarian, dictatorial, do what I say, I'm the boss here. Now there are times, don't get me wrong, I'm not like, I'm not saying let kids have free reign, but this style, you know, instead of yelling and screaming, giving a child a choice and suggestions so they can learn to make decisions for themselves, we don't teach that model. We don't, most people are completely unaware of it. Again, it's not blame, but we are responsible. We get to choose to learn this stuff. As I say, you have a child who's over 18, you, oh my God, you don't ever tell them what to do. You give them suggestions but only if they ask for it. It's their life. And here's the critical thing that parents don't understand. Do you realize when we tell our kids what to do, what we're ultimately saying? I don't believe in you. I don't think you have what it takes. You're too stupid. You don't have what I have. I'm better than you. You need to do what I say because you won't measure up unless you do it my way. Like, that's the message we're sending to our kids indirectly. Well, how is our child ever going to navigate the world with belief in himself? What do we all struggle with? Self-love and belief because of that parenting style. Because we never learned to navigate the world on our own in a safe way. When, our, when, the, choi- when the consequence for our choices didn't matter, like in sixth grade, if we screw up, who cares? It's sixth grade. But at 21 and we do drugs or we have unprotected sex, now the consequence is huge. Well, that all started way back then when we yelled at them, told them, shut up. That's where it started. That's where it started. That's traumatic. That's what we have to work towards and get trauma-informed about of how these things in your own life, you look at your poor relationships, they are all a reflection of what you experienced in childhood. Your whole life is just a window into what you experienced in childhood and the pain that's never been healed. That's all life is. And that's what creates the worst day cycle, which again, we're getting close to. Now, the reason this is important is what it all leads to, illness and disease. As the ACE study shows, because of trauma... Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. 
PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. In childhood, this dysfunction, it says, the ACE study shows that dysfunction in childhood plays a major role in chronic diseases such as heart disease, cancer, stroke, and diabetes. That are, these are the most common causes of death and, stability and disability in the United States. Our health is primarily determined by our emotional trauma history. Nearly every single illness and disease has an emotional element. That's by the CDC, the AMA. Study after study shows you cannot separate out your emotional trauma history from your health history. They are inextricably tied together. That's why in many cases, most of the, um, the most effective treatments for so many conditions are emotional mastery. The things I teach, it's not the pills, it's not any of the stuff that you'll get from a doctor. It's learning to go back and heal your emotional trauma that heals these things. It, the pills won't do it, but we've all been taught. What have we been taught? Can't be childhood, can't be any of this. We go to the doctor, everything's a pill. Just give me the pill. Well, that's why I'm doing this is we're so misinformed on trauma and how it works. We're using medicine incorrectly. It's actually hurting us and making us sicker. It's not, it should be working in concert with our emotional mastery, our emotional condition. It sh- that shouldn't be left out of the puzzle. So, number five, how do we know if we've experienced trauma? Well, there are four questions that I've come up with that, um, to me, point this out, that we've experienced it, and it also shows we're stuck in the worst day cycle. The first one, as a child, whenever you felt sad, angry, or scared at anything your parents said or did, could you discuss it with them? In my experience, no. I've never heard anyone who could have a discussion with their parents. It was, get in your room, I don't want to hear about it. Like, you couldn't talk to them, especially if your parents were upset. All right? And remember, if they're, you know, we're sad, angry, and scared at them, that's trauma, and we can't have a discussion with them right there. Abandonment, neglect, like, shut off. So what's going to happen when we get older and we get in a relationship and our partner gets big and scary? Boom. We're going to relive it you're going to see the worst day cycle. All right. Number two, have you kept any, uh, have you kept secret any thoughts, feelings, beliefs, or behaviors from your parents because you fear their disapproval, their judgment, or their rejection? Well, I don't know anyone who doesn't have a secret from their parents. And mostly because they know, oh my God, if my parents found out, they crucify me. Well, do you hear what that says? My own parents, the one safe place, the one place I should never be abandoned, I'm going to get abandoned. That, like, and that's hard to, like, I can hear and feel people's defensiveness of, oh, I don't want to admit that. That's that trauma bond to our parents of, oh, we can't admit the truth about our parents. You know, this goes back to the responsibility of, we can't just say, because I do love my child, I'm, I'm accepting of the consequences of my perfect and perfect parenting. We know our parents won't do that. They're going to crucify us if we bring this up. Number three, 
You can't sit with your parents and openly discuss their perfect imperfect parenting. Even worse, as a grown adult, you're afraid to even mention the subject. Well, that's primarily most people like, oh my God, my parents, I can never talk about their imperfections. Now, if you're a parent and you're hearing this and you have that wall up, You've probably, you've probably already thrown something. You've thrown your phone. You've shut me off. You've left me nasty comments already. That, and, and, and here's why. Because as a child, you were so stripped of your own voice. That's really what it is. The people that are angry at me, it's the child inside of them that's broken. Because it was so beat into them that you must sacrifice your life for your parents' happiness, that do you see to confront that would be the death of you. Like you created a construct to survive that my existence is all about keeping mom and dad happy. So Kenny, if I, do you see, if you, if I accept what you're saying about this, I die because I created this belief system around that concept. So that's why they would get enraged and push me away. Number four, this is what you'll see a lot. You excuse, minimize, or justify your parents' perfectly imperfect parenting of you. These are the people that, well, the spanking was fine. Oh, I got hit. It didn't matter. Oh, my parents screamed out. Well, I deserved it. It was good for me. Look at all these, these millennials. It's because they didn't get beaten. They didn't have to do it. Like all of that, you know, it's, it's okay. Then, so do you know what that leads to? That narcissist who's treating you like, you know what? That's why you stay with them. Because you just learned to minimize and deny your parents. You're going to do it with him or her. Like with your boss, your friends, all that poor treatment that you're minimizing, that you experienced, you're doing it in your life right now. You don't do these. We learn about relationship from our parents. Your relationship history shows me your, your childhood history with your parents and what you experienced from them and how they treated you. There's a direct irrefutable connection between the two, all right? We learn about relationship from our primary relationship with our parents. So, why is it important that we heal this? Alice Miller really speaks to this perfectly. She says, we cannot really love if we are forbidden to know our truth, the truth about our parents and caregivers, as well as about ourselves. We can only try to behave as if we are loving. But this hypocritical behavior is the opposite of love. It's confusing, deceptive, and it produces helpless rage in the deceived person. So whether it is ourselves or our parents who avoid this mourning, it means that we remain at our core the one who is unloved, for we have to dislike everything in ourselves that is not wonderful, good, and clever. By doing so, we perpetuate the loneliness of childhood. We despise our weaknesses, our helplessness, our uncertainty. In short, the perfectly imperfect child in ourselves, our parents, our children, and in others. And this is what creates the worst day cycle. <coughs> It is forbidden for us to know the truth. That's at the core of the worst day cycle. That's at the core of the inability 
to gain emotional mastery. That's at the core of the inability to love and accept our perfect imperfections. And this is why trauma is so significant. It starts everything. Our inability to not blame our parents, but hold them responsible. You see, without truth, without the ability for both parent and child to have an open discussion about truth, we can only behave as if we're loving. I literally, before shooting this video, was in a text conversation with somebody who's with a narcissist, and the nar she's, she's going about, the, telling me about this narcissist, who she says has legitimate health issues. But who's healthy, you know, she's gotten rid of the narcissist, but the narcissist keep coming around for these health problems. And because she's so kind and caring, she can't let go. She's just dealing with the health issues. Well, this is, this is exactly what Alice Miller is describing. We can't really love if we're forbidden to know the truth, the truth about our parents and caregivers, as well as about ourselves. See, what this woman can't admit to herself is that she's manipulating her narcissist. She's using him. She knows that he's getting sick and pretending to be sick so she will care for him. She admits it in her messages so she can only try and behave as she's loving, right? She's pretending because she knows it's manipulative. She says, I know he's just using me, and, but she says, I'm a kind, loving person. See, she's lying to herself. She's not being kind and loving because this hypocritical behavior is the opposite of love. She is using him so she can feel like she's a loving person. Well, she learned that in childhood. When we know somebody is manipulating us and we give in to it, we then are joining them in the manipulation. We are an enabler, an enabler. Now it is a dual manipulation. We are both sharing equally in the harmful dynamic, and that's exactly what Alice Miller is describing, and this is all of us. I talk about this in my narcissist. I married narcissist. It's because I was pretending. I was this. I was behaving as if I was loving, and every person who's ever been with a narcissist is behaving also. They are mutually manipulative, just like the narcissist. They just do it differently. We are, none of us are in truth. None of us are kind or loving. We're doing the best we can. We're not to blame, but we are responsible. And that's why this is so critical, why we have to do this work. <clears throat> because what ends up happening? Without it, we despise our weakness, our helplessness, our uncertainty. Think of it. Think of all of us with the relationships and we can't stand how much we hate ourselves for how weak and silly and all the different things that all goes. This is wounding back here that we've brought into the present day. We must gain emotional mastery. We must love and accept our perfect imperfections, conquer the worst day cycle, heal the trauma from the past so we can reclaim our authentic self. And one of the ways we do that is by becoming trauma informed. So what is the worst day cycle? Well, the worst day cycle is, it, it kind of extends off of, well, Freud and um, Janae, uh, they talked about repetition compulsion. Bessel van der Kolk did a whole you know, series on it, uh, paper and stuff like that. But they're really talking about deep, severe trauma. The worst day cycle, which you know, I really developed, is I show 
how it's everything we do, your career. Like all we ever do as humans is recreate our trauma. Like because, you know, science has gone further, I can show that every aspect of your life, all you're doing is replaying the trauma from your childhood. Nothing else in your hobbies, careers, everything. And as Joe Dispenza um, puts, because of the chemical release and what happens to us in childhood, we choose to remain in the same circumstances because our brain and body have become addicted to the emotional state they produce and the chemicals that arouse that state of being. That's what happens when we go through trauma. Remember earlier, I talked about how Bessel and and Peter Levine talked about the chemical interaction when trauma happens. Well, it creates an emotional chemical addiction. That's why we need emotional mastery. Like, are you seeing how everything I preach is all tying together? And it's creating this addictive cycle in all of us. Every area of our life, we're replaying it. As Bessel van der Kolk says, scared animals return home regardless of whether home is safe or frightening. Somehow the very event that caused them so much pain had also become their sole source of meaning. They felt fully alive only when they were revisiting the traumatic past. This is everybody, like Saddam Hussein. Remember when you know we went in there and then he went to ground and was running away? He went back to his childhood home. That's where they found him. And this is where he was rejected by his father and mother. They rejected him at birth. And then he was raised by a stepfather who beat him and say, you are a son of a dog. I don't want you. And where did they find him? In the exact same neighborhood, in a hole, living like a dog. He returned to the childhood where he had no chance of escape. That's what we all do in every area of our life. That's why 93% of the people on this planet are unhappy. That's why only 7% have been truly satisfied in their careers for decades. Gallup has done polls like that. Like everywhere, that's that's why I call it the worst day cycle. It's a repetition compulsion in every area of our life. We're repeating because we don't have emotional mastery, because we don't know how to love and accept our perfect imperfections, because we don't know how to heal the pain from the past, and because we have to reorient two things. We have to become trauma-informed that it's any emotional experience that we go through creates this addictive <coughs> chemical response in all of us that we get stuck with. <coughs> and that, oh shoot, I lost the second one. Um, oh darn it, it skipped my mind. Uh, but it's critical that we get a new definition around trauma and that we get a new definition around parenting. And we take this false veil that our parents are perfect off. It's not to blame, it's hold responsible. It's critical that we get into reality on those two things. Because remember, as Alice Miller said, without truth in our loving relationships about what really went on, we can't experience it in our lives. And so that's what this whole process is about. And so I'm going to be, you know, the worst day cycle contains four things, trauma, fear, shame, and denial. And they all work interconnected. And trauma creates the chemical reaction that sends us into fear. That's what the next video is going to be about, of how our brain and body gets embroiled in it and seeks to repeat it over and over, how it shows up in our life. And we, just like Saddam and just like the animal that goes back to home, even if it wasn't safe, just like you. I mean, I have a the guy, when I before they shut down speeches, 
he'd shoot my videos. And I was talking to him about this and it hit him. They moved all the way from New York, looked at all these different places. And, and he goes, oh my God, Kenny, I can't believe this. You know the house we're living in? Our neighbors, my wife and I talk about it all the time. They're exactly like our neighbors in New York. They moved 3,000 miles and they picked the exact same place. Worst day cycle. They're just as annoying. They, our brain and body becomes addicted to repeat what it knows, except what did I say in the beginning by uh, kind of find the right page? Uh, it was, uh, unless we choose to do the work to heal it by Peter Levine or um, uh, Bruce Lipton. Unless we go back and learn to reprogram ourselves, we repeat these behaviors over and over and over. So we're going to cover all of that moving forward and how this all works so that we can reclaim our authentic self. Cause that's, if I could do it all over again, I would have changed the name of my book to your journey to yourself. Cause that's really what it shows. Uh, and that's, that's what this five part series is going to, you know, take you to is the beginning process. Now, if you want to do the work to heal, I have two free options for you. First, subscribe to my free online magazine site. Um, it has all the books. If you go to the book recommendations tab, all the books, Bessel, uh, Peter Levine, they're all listed there. You can gain this exact same knowledge and everything. So you're trauma informed, your worst day cycle informed, emotional mastery informed, perfect imperfection form, heal from the past informed. You can gain all this skill and knowledge yourself. All right. My web, the address for that is www.thegreatnessuniversity.com. Subscribe to that book recommendations. You can get all that for free. Please sign up for my free masterclass, your journey to emotional mastery. This will give you the basics to develop emotional mastery, heal the pain from the past, do all of these things. You can find that at the www.thegreatnessu.com. Those are free. You want to take it a step further, become an expert in the worst day cycle, pick up my book, Your Journey to Success. It will teach you the full process. If you want to take your healing recovery further, go back to thegreatnessu.com, my master classes. Between that and my book, they work you through the process of developing emotional mastery, healing the pain from the past, reconnecting to yourself and your authentic self. If you think this will help somebody, please share it. Uh, if you want to leave me your comments, please do. And this was a long one. Enjoy the journey.